Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. This is episode or podcast or whatever you want to call it, number 193. So I've done 193 now. I'm not sure why all of a sudden I'm not sure what I call it. Whatever. Anyway, and I'm calling it how much Christmas can I handle? Um, but before I get started, I want to remind you that I'm also the author of two books, how to manage your home without losing your mind, which is for the completely overwhelmed, um, and decluttering at the speed of life, which focuses and drills down in the issue of clutter mindsets, process, everything for getting it out in a realistic, actual way where you really do make progress and only progress. Anyway, um, the reason I'm reminding you of that is that we it's not there. I know you're totally focused on Christmas, but I'm just predicting that, um, because I know this from experience that, um, if you are in your own home, the evening of the 25th, you're going to go, Oh my word, I've got to start getting stuff out of here. And decluttering season starts on, um, December 25th in the evening. It just does. I know this from website traffic. So anyway, um, I wanted to make sure that, you know, uh, about the books and I recommend that you order them now. Mm -hmm, I really do because then you will have them to read over Christmas. Obviously you can get the audio or the Kindle version, but if you like a paper version in your hand, you can stop by Barnes and Noble or you can go to, or wherever books are sold. Um, I know that a lot of people have been seeing the, my first book, how to manage in, um, a lot of half price books. So anyway, but if you go to amazon.com slash slop slop, do not go to slash slop. Go to amazon.com slash shop slash a slop comes clean. And um, that's my affiliate link, but it's also will, you know, take you right there to my books too. Okay. I am talking about how much Christmas can I handle? Um, This is kind of the question, different versions of which that I ask myself again and again and again and again and again and again. As I've gone through the deslobification process, but also I feel like just growing up, are you still growing up when you're 44 or are you grown up and just maturing? I don't know what the deal is, but I still feel like I'm in this constant process of growing up and figuring out life. Um, and a big part of figuring out life is figuring out my own limitations, my own strengths and weaknesses, and trying to use those within the context of the life that I want um, to create. So I talk a lot about clutter thresholds, uh, clutter threshold, your clutter threshold is unique to you. And it's the point at which you have more stuff than you can personally handle in your home. Um, meaning that's the point at which stuff turns into clutter. So it's not just, you know, all, um, all candle holders are clutter, but their clutter for some people and not for others. And for the vast majority of us, we can have a certain number of candle holders that we can handle. And then if we get above that point, uh, then it turns into clutter. Okay. So, you know, it's, it's whatever you can do, but then there are just certain things that I cannot handle. And I usually learn this the hard way. So one of the examples I gave, I did a, a, a podcast on the clutter threshold a little while back. And one of the examples I gave was, um, and I have a blog post about it too, was a couch cover. 
you know, like it's such a great idea. It's ideally, it's absolutely what I want to have. I mean, I ordered it, I paid the money for it. But the reality is I don't have the personality to straighten it when it's a little bit crooked. I don't have the personality to fix when it starts to get out of place and out of uh, off track. I, like I don't notice it. Okay. It doesn't, you know, and then all this, when I notice it, it is in a big wad and it's made everybody's life more difficult um, because it's harder to maneuver and sit on the couch and do what we need to do. And the overall room looks terrible. I don't notice it till it's wadded up on one end of the couch. And then it requires like this whole, um, you know, moving everything and shaking it out and getting it straight and blah, blah, blah. And it's this big thing. So, so that is something for me personally, I've had to say, I having a couch cover, maybe there are other kinds that I might try at some point having a couch cover is over my clutter threshold. Having a blanket covering my couch up on top, that's not over my clutter threshold. I can handle that. Why? Because the blanket just looks like a blanket that kind of fell over a little bit when my natural stuff happens. <laughs> anyway, um, so what? how does this relate to Christmas? Well, I think it's, you know, how, how much Christmas can I handle? So I had big ideas like super crazy big ideas back when, um, when I was, uh, you know, newly in, I would say newly married, not so much, but being a stay at home mom, I had big ideas of what I was going to be able to make happen. Um, you know, I, I, I remember doing my shopping kind of being crazy uh, you know, like trying to get all my shopping done and imagining how much, how great it was going to be once I was a stay at home mom. And I was going to have all the time in the world to go shopping. <laughs> First of all, I didn't have all the money in the world once I was a stay at home mom. Um, but I also realized it's not fun to shop with a baby. It, it just isn't. Maybe some of you can handle it. It never went well for me. I don't know. I just, it was above my personal Christmas threshold. <laughs> Uh, Christmas joy threshold, I guess you could say. Anyway, so, you know, adjusting, adjusting, adjusting. I feel like it's been a series of that. So, you know, one of the things that I really assumed I was going to do was, was, you know, buy, uh, was decorate my house amazingly. Like I really, like I envisioned everything covered in garlands because I love that look. I love to walk into a home that's completely decorated. I mean, just decked out. I love it. But my reality is I often lose interest in the middle of the actual decorating process. And so then the box of things that, oh yeah, I've got to finish doing that never gets put up. I mean, it, yeah. And so it just sits there and it turns into clutter. So over the years I've decorated less and less to the point where now, instead of what I used to try to do, I remember when we for our first Christmas in this house, I think I've still got some little tacks up there. I bought um, Christmas lights to hang inside of our windows. So like there was outside and then there was also inside our windows. And, um, and I don't think it ever really even worked. But I mean, I gave up on that idea pretty quickly. But I finally got to the point where I'm like, I can handle my fireplace area being decorated. I've got my kids Santa Claus pictures 
that I took of them, you know, every single year, that's a treasured thing. I put those up. I do that. I do the tree. Anything else is gravy. It's not actual gravy, but you know what I mean? Like anything else is extra. And that means if all I can do is the fireplace and let's boil that down even more. If all I can do is the stockings on the fireplace, because that's what actually matters. That's what we actually use. What we, you know, quote unquote, can't have Christmas without. If all that happens is stockings and a Christmas tree. Okay. So it's, it's kind of, it's that reality of learning. I can't handle this. Not just because not even because I don't want to, of course I want to, I would love that. I do get jealous when I go into somebody else's house, but I'm like, if I don't have those things up, then I feel like, okay, Christmas hasn't happened. But if I have those up, then I feel like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with the fact that, you know, it's Christmas and my house looks like Christmas. It's not perfect. It's not amazing. It's not going to be any magazine, but the truth is it is it looks like Christmas. Okay. So it's that me getting to that point of being okay with that. So finding that the Christmas threshold for me, how much Christmas can I handle is how much is going to actually meet the need that I have for this. But then also acknowledging that I don't want to go above that because then that just ends up being, um, more than I can personally handle. Okay. I hope that makes sense. So, you know, my ideal used to be, I mean, I just assumed that I was going to host my husband's work parties at our house. Um, and we did a time or two, but it got to be really hard when I had more than one baby. I actually, I think the only time I majorly did it, I was like nine months pregnant with my first. Um, and then I tried to do it another time or two and it was just really hard. And over the years, it's like, I've gone, I'm okay with not doing that. You know, I try to have at least a couple of, you know, times where we have people over, over the holidays, but it's, you know, it's, it's a lot less than I used to think it was going to be, but I pick the ones that it's really important to me. Our ninth and 10th grade, um, kids that we work with the church, I'm like, it's really important to me to have them over for a Christmas party. Why? Because I go, that's the kind of stuff I remember from that age. You know, I remember, somebody at the church having us over and you know, the fun that we had in somebody's house. I'm like, I want to make sure that I provide that. So it's like drilling down and identifying which are the things that really, really, really matter. I thought I was going to have like nightly traditions for my family. Yeah, we don't. Um, but I look for, oh, we've got a Saturday night here. Let's fit something in as a, you know, as a family. Um, I used to think that I was going to try all these different new recipes every single year, you know, and this was even before Pinterest, but you know, I, I was, I was going to do all this. And now it's like, no, what are the things? This is the question that my mom asks, um, whenever she has somebody come to Thanksgiving or Christmas, we don't usually have strangers come to Christmas, but if we have people come for Thanksgiving, she always asks, what is the thing that if you didn't have it for Thanksgiving, you wouldn't feel like you had celebrated Thanksgiving. And that question helps me. It's like, okay, so what are the special foods that for me personally and for my family, and I ask them this question sometimes, I'm like, you know, what is it that 
you just assume we're going to have at Christmas. And I'm telling you for a fact, your kids will surprise you on that. You know, I mean, it's, it's surprising, you know, and it might be something you only had once or twice, but they loved it so much. And that was a fun Christmas memory to them that they're like, Oh, you know, that's the thing. That's the thing I think of when I think about Christmas. And so turning that into a tradition. So, you know, for me, it's our little sausage rolls on Christmas morning. I mean, it would be great to make some big brunch and I do see homemade cinnamon rolls that other people make. And I think, Oh yeah, that'd be great for Christmas morning. But guess what? Um, I've never done it. <laughs> um, I might've done it once. I might've done canned cinnamon rolls once, but I boiled it down to, you know what? Actually, this is fine. Everybody loves these little sausage rolls, which I think I've shared this before, but I'll share it again just in case. Um, it's the Pepperidge Farm puff pastry, uh, which you have to, it's frozen. It's in the freezer section by the pie crusts and it's the sheets. Okay. The sheets of the puff pastry. And, um, I take, um, breakfast sausage that is, you know, in the, the roll, you know, so it's, it's a ground sausage. Um, and I roll it like a snake, uh, like Play-Doh. And I put it down one section that I have um, rolled out of the puff pastry. And then I roll that puff pastry over the, you know, the sausage snake, basically, you know, that I've made like Play-Doh. So I roll that over that and then I just slice it into little bite-sized pieces. I have a recipe on the blog. I'll try to remember to link it in here. But I slice it into rice, um, rice sized Y'all, this is going to be a great podcast. I can tell already. Anyway, slice it into bite-sized pieces and um, and then bake that. And those are, everybody loves them. And guess what? I don't make them the rest of the year. I tell myself I'm going to, or sometimes I'll make them for Thanksgiving or New Year's Day or something like that. But I mean, it, that's Christmas morning. That's what we have. That plus fruit. Okay. You know, and guess what? It's, it's perfectly fine and it feels like Christmas. So I think that right there is... Um, really, you know, important to understand. So the reality, you know, a big part of everything for me in actually like creating a home that I can handle and be happy with is accepting reality, you know, bringing my idealism, all the things I envision should happen together with my reality, whatever it actually is and saying, okay, within this reality, what are the most important things? So like, you know, identifying the fact that I need stockings and I need a Christmas tree is similar to the whole concept of doing the dishes. You know, like what is it that's the number one thing? If I can't do anything else, I'll do this. I'll do the dishes because that is what keeps the home going. So identifying those things, you know, the, the sausage things on Sunday, on Sunday morning, like I said, great podcast today. Um, sausage things on Christmas morning, the, um, you know, sliced fruit, whatever it is, if that's our Christmas breakfast, got it. Okay. What do we have on Christmas Eve? Most of the time we have potato soup. Great. Okay. You know, why, why change that when that's what already feels like Christmas? And that's the thing that kind of keeps Christmas going and keeps us guarantees that we're going to experience that, that, you know, the Christmas feeling kind of like doing the dishes is the thing that guarantees that my house is not going to be completely beyond hope. Um, you know, whenever anything happens that, that I need to deal with it. Okay. So, um, you know, and part of my reality for Christmas, especially now that I have teenagers is Christmas is the same time as exams and science projects. Okay. I, if anybody out there is in charge of science projects for the world, 
and scheduling them and you listen to my podcast, let me just give you a piece of my mind. Oh my word. Why, 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 why are science projects scheduled at Christmas? Uh, Like I'm not even kidding. That is the, okay, I need to stop. But why, 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 why right at Christmas science projects? Okay, I'm done. It just makes no sense. Um, you know, for me personally, it's the fact that I want to take Christmas week off with my family. And the reality is that it's the biggest time of the year for my blog and my books and my podcasts and all that kind of stuff. Um, because it's decluttering week as soon as Christmas is over. So, you know, right now is the time where I'm working my bow honey off. So I have to do all my Christmas shopping and all that kind of stuff. I have to narrow down what is it for Christmas so that we can then, what is it for Christmas that I need to do to prep to make it to where we actually have the real Christmas experience, which is family being together and mom not completely freaked out because she needs to have certain things ready for her her work the next day. Okay. So I'm work. I, it's more important to me to do that stuff now for me to be writing posts, getting stuff scheduled, getting things together for that week. So then I don't have to worry about it that week because that's the actual thing I want for Christmas is the family togetherness. Okay. Not my kids were home for, um, I think they're home for two weeks. Anyway, my kids were home for two weeks, but I was insane the entire time over all this stuff. Okay. Um, I'm just going to admit something in case anybody ever heard me say it 20 years ago. Here's something dumb that I said before Chris, before I had kids. I can remember it. And it's funny because my husband said it recently because we were so convinced that we were right back way before we had kids. And I was like, no, honey, I've changed my mind. They were right. I was wrong. And that was, um, I used to say that I liked it when we had, um, when Christmas came immediately after school let out, you know, like I think it's on Tuesday this year, which is better than last year with it being on Monday, but it's like, I really liked it when school went right up till Christmas. And then we had time after Christmas off. Um, because I was like, well, you're going to get everything done anyway. Right. And it's like, no, the slowness is what you want as a mother. So I was wrong. I'm sorry. I said that I try to remind myself who knows what I'm saying now that in 20 years, I'm going to say that was so dumb. Why did I say that? Anyway, I guarantee you there's stuff. So anyway, um, but, but before we go on, I want to tell you about our sponsor, uh, one of our sponsors for this podcast, who is canvas people. How's it going? Looking for that super special gift for that hard to please person. Hmm? You know, what makes everyone smile? Almost everyone photos, you know, what makes a whole group of people gasp in delight the very best of those photos blown up and on canvas for a crowd pleasing gift that will make the other gift givers jealous because that's the goal, right? I'm just kidding. It's not the goal, but I mean, it's satisfying. You've got to check out canvas people. Canvas people prints your favorite memories on canvas and turns them into unique works of art that add a beautiful touch to your home. I personally have multiple canvas people prints in my home and I love them. Canvas people turns my favorite pictures into works of art. It's super easy to upload the photo straight from my phone. And I'm going to be honest as I am planning our family travels for the next year. I've actually found myself thinking of shots that I want to be sure I get because they'll make a great canvas people print. Just saying. Okay. 
Now, as a special, very limited holiday offer, canvaspeople.com is offering their popular 11 by 14 photo canvases for free. That's right, free. These normally sell for $69.99, but this week only you'll pay nothing, just cover shipping and handling. To get your free canvas, text SLOB to 484848. Just pay shipping and handling. This offer won't last. Text SLOB to 484848. That's SLOB to 484848. Message and data rates may apply. Okay, so we're talking, um, you know, we've, we've talked about the reality of, you know, matching up whatever reality you're in because that's the one you got and you can't change reality. Um, I mean, you can, but you know what I mean accepting the reality, matching that up with your ideal and identifying what are the things that actually matter the most to you. Um, so how do you manage? Well, you identify those important things. Um, one of the things for me, as far as the cleaning aspect of things is focusing on the living room being clean. Okay. Because I'll just be really honest with you because I don't know any other way to be. Um, I love Christmas decorating, but Christmas decorating with clutter on top of it, I feel like is even more depressing than Christmas decorating, I mean, than clutter without Christmas decorating, like during the normal time of the year. Like there's something extra difficult to me about seeing the, um, you know, this was my ideal. This is my, I decorated this a certain way and now it's cluttered, you know? So one of the things that I've really been focusing on is the living room. That's the area where I have done the actual, like switch things out, put stuff away while other stuff was being put out for Christmas. Um, that's the area that, um, if nothing else, I want that room to look good. And that always is my philosophy. You know, my visibility rule, I focus on visible spaces first. So living areas go first, but the natural thing is that Christmas is crazy time. And so I get overwhelmed. And so my house starts getting out of control. And sometimes I start to go, Oh my goodness, what? And it's like, what is the area that looks like Christmas the most in my house? That's the area that I'm going to focus the most on keeping under control, clearing the surfaces of the everyday junk so that the Christmas stuff is seen and clear. Okay. That focus for me has helped a lot. Okay. Because it's, it's like giving myself permission, but then it also has that other effect of when I start to feel a little bit of energy, which I feel more often because I'm pleased with how my living room looks and the Christmas stuff makes me happy. Then I focus on other areas of my home. The living room is already done. And so it does end up bleeding into other areas of my house, but having that focus and say, okay, if I only have a few minutes, this is what I'm going to do. I am going to focus on this main living area that has our stuff in it that 
makes me feel like Christmas because then that's going to make me not feel like Christmas is passing me by. Okay. Something else too, and I am not there. I'm just telling you guys this. I am not there. But um, if you guys know who the nester is, uh, I really recommend if you are wanting to decorate that you check her out. She's very much a kindred spirit. Okay. And this is my Quillen Smith and I've met her several times now. Um, I went out to the nest fest in North Carolina. I've talked about that a while back. Um, but she, her new book is called, um, I think it's called the cozy minimalist and her, what she's saying is, you know, she got to this point where, um, through moving and being forced to where she, uh, she used to just bring stuff in, bring stuff in, bring stuff in because she's really great at decorating. And then she realized, Oh, having less stuff makes my house easier to manage. And anyway, so she really is focusing on having less, having just what she needs, but she's also got a lot of style. You don't come to me for style. We all know that. Okay. But she, um, you know, I, so I, I follow her and everything and I'm in awe of the fact that she purposefully only has one box of Christmas decorations. Now she has a real tree, so, you know, she doesn't have to put her tree up, so that wouldn't count. But, um, I'm in, I'm in awe of that. I I really am. And I'm, I'm looking at that and I'm thinking about it. And I doubt I'll get to that point. (laughs) Let's just, I'll be honest. Um, but I, I look at that and I go, is that possible? Is that like humanly actually possible to just have one box of Christmas decorations? But she just does a few things that denote or is denote the right word anyway, that show that it's Christmas that make her house feel like Christmas. And so she has narrowed it down to one box full. And that's, that's a whole, um, even though the thought of going down to one box makes me feel a little bit panicked, the thought of only pulling down one box from the attic and using every last thing in it, in it, and then being done makes my heart go, Oh, that'd be nice. So even if I can't go down to one box, I am thinking, how can I significantly reduce, which I have over the years, but how can I significantly reduce the amount of, of Christmas decorations that I have in my home? Okay. So it's something to really, to really consider for me, you know, um, one of the things that I've done this year, and I've always put out these little kids books and, um, I love the idea of them and I loved it. You know, I, my kids aren't little anymore. Um, so like I have Merry Christmas, Curious George, I have lookalikes Christmas, which is a super fun book to look at. And then, a I want a dog for Christmas, Charlie Brown. Um, you know, I have those and I put those out on my, um, on my fireplace, on my hearth, whatever it's called. Um, and I love that idea. I'm like, Oh, Christmas books. How fun. And I realized, you know what? we've kind of moved our coffee table, accidentally moved it out of our living room into our game room. And I kind of like it in there. And I go, well, but if the living room is my focus, I have fewer spaces to put things than I used to. So this is a container concept issue for me. Which one is more important to me? Do I 
want to have those or do I need a space now for the, you know, open Bible that I got at my um, grandparents' funeral? It's like a big, big family Bible, big fancy family Bible. I like to open it to Luke 2 and put the nativity scene on top of that. And I'm like, which one of those is more important? And it becomes a container concept thing. And just like always, when I look at it as the space is limited, I just simply don't have the surface area for multiple little displays. Then letting the the size of my fireplace hearth determine how much space I have. That's the amount of space I have. Then I'm able to go, okay, well, between those two, I want the nativity display as opposed to the books that my family doesn't actually read anymore. Do you know what I mean? So I don't have to look at those books and say, oh, are we out of this phase of life? Oh, but what if I have grandkids, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I'll just be honest. I'm probably not going to get rid of them. I'm probably going to stick them, um, you know, just put them inside the box or the several boxes of, of Christmas stuff. But looking at it that way and looking at, again, every space and letting that be the thing that determines how much stuff I can have also naturally works within my clutter threshold, my Christmas threshold of realizing, okay, if I try to stick those books somewhere else where there isn't really any space, then that's going to be a mess of books all the time, which then will make me frustrated. And then that's clutter. Got that? Okay. So our second sponsor for this podcast is Blinds Chalet. They are a new sponsor. Blind Chalet is America's foremost window covering experts. They offer the best blinds, shades, and shutters available on the market today. Ordering your window treatments from Blinds Chalet is simple. You can visit their website at blindschalet.com. That's B-L-I-N-D-S-C-H-A-L-E-T.com. Or give them a call at 888-633-7840. Simply select the window coverings you're interested in and order free samples of the product to actually see the color first time and feel the material so you know what you're getting. Next, input your window measurements and order your blinds. Need help with measuring or installing? Not a problem. Simply locate a certified installation professional on their website by entering your zip code. With Blind Chalet, you get the best custom window treatment products at the best prices available. Some products ship as soon as one business day after you order. See the difference for yourself and order free samples from Blind's Chalet today. Visit Blind Chalet at blindchalet.com or call 888-633-7840. Use promo code CLEAN for a special discount exclusive to a Slob Comes Clean podcast listeners. Okay, that's use promo code CLEAN at blindschalet.com. Okay. Um, now once I've whittled down, these are the things that have to happen. Okay. These are the things that if this doesn't happen, it feels like we didn't have Christmas. Um, then I look for the pockets of time to do the things that are extra. So identifying what are the things that are most important to me that are extra. Okay. So I talked before about, you know, what, what were the thing, what are the things that, um, 
if we don't do this, it's not going to feel like Christmas. Okay. When the kids were little, it was very important to me to make treats with them. But I learned pretty quickly that, um, my personal issues with germs and little children making food sometimes had some issues. Um, but we, you know, we, we, I think I would make rice crispy treats, color them with green food coloring, cut them out like Christmas trees. And then all the kids would do in the two minutes between, um, you know, their hands being washed and them licking them again for the first time, um, was put Skittles, push them down onto the rice crispy treats as, um, you know, as ornaments on there, you know, that's the kind of stuff that we did, you know, like finding which things are the most important and then finding a version of that, that actually works in my life. Um, you know, as the kids got older, we did the, you know, cookie decorating thing we've done one year we did cake balls. Of course, it just so happened that we made a bunch of cake balls and my sister-in-law made a bunch of cake balls. Um, yeah. One of the things that has, has been super easy is, is the peppermint bark. You know, all it is, is the almond bark, uh, melted in the microwave, add a dab. That's the only thing I know to tell you. Cause I don't actually measure it. Add a dab of peppermint extract and, um, crush some of those, um, the softer kind of peppermints, crush those, uh, mix some of them in, spread it out over foil or parchment paper or whatever you've got that, you know, is something that can bend and move and then, um, sprinkle it with the other, uh, crushed peppermints. You can even buy already crushed peppermints anyway, but that kind of stuff, um, is super simple, but it feels like Christmas and we're doing something. Do you know how long it makes, takes to make peppermint bark? It's like six and a half minutes or something. I mean, like total it's shockingly fast and yet it's a crowd pleaser and yet it feels like Christmas. And so I think, um, you know, if you want to do something complicated, do something complicated. But, uh, sometimes I would think, Oh, I want to do something really complicated. And then I would look at the time that I have and I can't do it in the time that I have. And then when I would find certain things that were actually super fast and realize, doing those super fast things achieves all the same feelings that I was thinking I wanted when I was looking at the complicated things. Does that make sense? I have no idea if it does or not, but anyway, but that is, um, you know, finding something that will meet that need, but is actually at a level that I can fit into my real actual normal life. Okay. So, um, you know, what was really important to me when my kids were younger was that they make something for people because, you know, we would take them to the dollar tree when they were little bitty to buy gifts for each other. And that was good for them. Um, but I I really wanted them to have something invested in giving in the gifts that we gave to other people like grandmas and grandpas and cousins and aunts and uncles. I really wanted them to, for it to not just be, oh, my mom buys gifts and hands them out. I wanted them to have some, you know, kind of investment in that. So some ideas for super simple things to make that are actually 
shockingly fast to do, um, our rice socks. I think I've talked about this before, but I'm saying it again. Um, you know, especially you get the cute little Christmas socks. I don't like the fuzzy kind for this, but you know, get cute little Christmas socks, have your kids fill it with rice. It's a great opportunity to use a funnel and a measuring cup to pour that in there. Little toddlers love doing that and they actually can. Um, and then tie up the top and you've got a rice sock and then you put instructions that, okay, if you heat it in the microwave for a minute at a time until it's nice and warm, it's a great thing to put on your shoulders when they're sore. It's basically like a little heating pad. We actually still use ours that we made probably 10 years ago instead of a heating pad. My daughter just used them the other day. Anyway, but, um, you know, little things like that, it's so quick and it's just as, impactful for the kids as if they had spent two hours on a super intricate thing on a super intricate, um, uh, gift, homemade gift that they were making. And I think that's one of the things I had to realize in motherhood was the more I tried to overcomplicate things, the less my kids actually enjoyed it and their memories were not exactly what I wanted them to be when it was something that was over complicated. Okay. The simpler things, they're just like, Oh, remember we made those rice socks. They don't remember that it only took five minutes. And I felt like, was that enough for a Christmas memory or not? I don't know. Anyway, um, other things we did is, um, decorating the gift bags, you know, either with, um, uh, you know, stickers or, you know, stamps, snowflake stamps, um, those kinds of things, decorating gift bags with that, you know, as they got a little bit older, one of the things we did that actually was super beautiful on plain red gift bags, doing, um, uh, snowflakes, you know, like having them cut out snowflakes, which is super fun for some kids and not for others. And usually one of the kids will love doing that. And then we would decoupage, we would use Mod Podge to put those onto the red, um, uh, gift bag. And those were beautiful. And even though it wasn't necessarily the gift itself, it was something personal and handmade that they got to hand to somebody. Because, you know, when kids don't have a concept of money, having put time into something is where they get that real true sense of giving something to someone else. Um, okay. Another cute little idea um, was, uh, for gift decorations instead of, um, you know, if again, you know, we had the, what was my idea? What did I just talk about? Oh yeah. Decorating the, um, gift bags. Another thing to do is, you know, those little plastic, uh, you know, the cap of your water bottle of a disposable plastic water bottle, you've got the lid and then you have that little part underneath the lid. That's just a a little circle of plastic. That's what, you know, you you hear it break as you open up the water bottle. And if you don't hear it break, you're like, Hmm, this water bottle has been opened before. I'm not drinking out of it anyway. But that little extra part down there below the lid, if you pull that off and this is, you know, takes a little more dexterity. It's a little bit older. Um, but wrapping that with a green pipe cleaner, and then gluing a little red dot or a little tiny red bow onto that makes these little tiny miniature wreaths that are surprisingly adorable. 
and are great little things to go as decorations on a gift. So again, it's something small that kids can do that takes almost no time and lets you feel like, okay, good. My kids didn't just receive all Christmas long. They actually put some effort in and did some work and did that. Okay. Um, so I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas. Yes. I've got another podcast coming up before Christmas, but I do want to remind you in case you're like, I don't have time to think about decluttering right now, lady. Um, go ahead and sign up for my newsletter. And that way, um, when you are ready to think about decluttering, it'll already be coming to your inbox. Okay. So don't miss anything. Go to slobcomesclean.com slash newsletter. Also don't forget um, that we do have a Patreon community. If you are signed up to be a patron of the show at the $5 a month level or more, one of the perks of being a patron is that you get invited to a super secret private Nobody can find it unless you're in it, um, Facebook group. And I love that group. It's lovely. If you are already a patron and you are not part of that group, email me. Um, it is there within Patreon. You can go find it. Uh, but you can also just email me and I'll make sure you get the form because you have to fill out a form because it's so hard to, they don't make secret groups easy, basically. I mean, I, you have to fill out this information so that then I can invite you and blah, blah, blah. Okay. All right. Well, um, I hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas that you can handle. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.